This is the message from Connection Community Church for March 22nd, 2020. 316 Passion. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, Connection Church and friends, all you out there. How's everyone doing today? Yeah. Let us know that you're tuned in. We want to know. Thank you for joining us. Sunday, our favorite day of the week. Gosh, it was a week ago that we were on our last time together, last Monday. Wow, what a week and how things can change, huh? We are grateful that we can be together, though, through this online connection. It's kind of weird. Our seats are empty here, although I have to say that Barry, I wish you could see it. Go Barry. Barry has pictures of people in our church, like, on all their seats where they normally sit so I feel, we feel the like the president's even here yeah unbelievable yeah he is unbelievable anyway my name's Carrie Jones I'm Alan Jones and we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ would you pray with us please God thank you so much for today help us always remember to thank you in all things settle us in wherever we are Help remove the distractions, help us turn TVs off and everything around us so that we can have some laser focus on you. I pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Say it with me. Amen. 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 So we're currently in a season in the church called Lent. Lent are the weeks leading up to Easter. We started that back in February. We worshiped with our brothers and sisters at Bethesda. Lent is a time when we prepare our hearts and our minds around what Jesus will be doing for us, his journey to the cross, his death, and his resurrection. Our focus for the last few weeks, our, our series is called 316. There are a lot of really cool 316 verses in the Bible. Today we're looking at Revelation 316, and our focus is passion. Revelation, the last book of the Bible. Revelation is uh, called an apocalyptic book because it focuses on the end times. The author is a guy named John who was, who was being held prisoner on the island of Patmos off the coast of modern-day Turkey. Many believe this to be the same John who was one of Jesus' disciples, although there are some other opinions on that. This book of Revelation, the divine disclosure, is the revelation, the divine disclosure that Jesus Christ shared with John, a revelation that included instructions for each of the seven churches in that area. So the church that is the focus of today's scripture is a church that's located in Laodicea. Say Laodicea. 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 Bible scholar William Barclay, he points out that while Laodicea was a great city for several reasons, it was the only one of seven churches that were spoken of in Revelation of which the risen Christ had nothing good to say about. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's like those lists that we get, um, the top 10, 
How about the top 10 worst cities to live in? You would not want to be the winner of that title. Jesus shares that while there was great banking, it was a great financial center, it was so wealthy that they felt that they had no need of God. So wealthy that they felt they had no need of God. All right, I'm going to hit pause for a minute. How many times in our lives have things gone really, really well and really smooth and we forget our need for God? Mm. It happens. It happens. Laodicea. It was also a really great manufacturing center. It was especially named, it was especially known for claws made of special wool. Barclay shares that they were really proud of their garments, but they were naked in the sight of the Lord. Laodicea was also well known for eye ointment. I think that's kind of a weird thing to bring up in this. Eye ointment was produced there. But Barclay also points out, I just think this is amazing, he says that while this ointment helps people see, this city was spiritually blind. Mm. So check out what the risen Christ tells John to write in this uh, revelation. To the angel of the church of Laodicea, write, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. In other words, he's talking about himself, Jesus. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Yikes. Wow. You say I am rich, I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich. And white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness. And salve to put on your eyes so that you can see. Wow. Yeah. From what Jesus shares here, the worst thing about this city... The worst thing is that it is lukewarm. It's not hot. It's not cold. They are stuck in the middle. They're wishy-washy. Maybe even, you know, when you think about not hot or cold but lukewarm, maybe boring. These people have no passion. No passion. And that does not cut it when it comes to Jesus. Come on now. Either in or out. Not stuck on the fence, not stuck in the middle, not lukewarm. Not oh. the worse than lukewarm coffee, huh? Lukewarm coffee, yuck. Lukewarm Diet Coke, yuck. Now, I'm used to my food being lukewarm since we have four kids. Mm. You know, personal testimony, nothing worse than lukewarm spaghetti. <laughs> Can I get an Amen. Hot's good, cold's good, lukewarm doesn't cut it. Scripture says that the people are so bad, so lukewarm, that Jesus says he wants to spit them out of his mouth. It's pretty graphic. But you know, actually, it's really much worse than that. This new international version that we're using and some others are really toning it down here. 
the Greek word translated here as spit is emio. Emio. Emio is much stronger in meaning than merely spit. When you look it up, you're going to find it means vomit. Vomit. Yuck. The New King James Version translates Revelation 3.16 this way. So then, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Wow. So in other words, he's saying you are so stale, you are so stagnant, you're so wishy-washy, you're so stuck like right there, the in-between that you make me sick to my stomach, you make me want to puke. And that's Jesus talking. Wow. You know, I remember going to chapel services back when we were in seminary, and, you know, they'd always have one of the students read the scripture for the morning, and, uh, and that's exactly what they did more often than not. They read the scripture. They read it. No feeling, no expression. They merely read the scripture, the word of God, and I wanted to jump out of my seat and scream at him, what are you doing for crying out loud? It's God's holy word. It's the most important reading in the world. How can you possibly read it with no feeling, no excitement, no passion? No passion. How can you do that? Tell us how you feel, Alan. I'm telling you, baby. I, I was just like this then. I, 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 it was all I could do not to jump up and scream. You know, that's what we should always read God's word with passion, especially when we're reading the part about Jesus. How can we be anything but passionate about the one who gave his life on the cross so that you and I might live through eternity? So it's not just about reading scripture with passion. That's so important. And when you settle down in your chair and you open up the Bible on your own and you just read, expect something, be ready, be passionate about what you're doing. But there's very other, there's a lot of other ways to be passionate. How about being passionate with your very life? Mm. With your life, the choices that we make, the people that we associate with, how we spend our time, our talents, our resources, our money, how we use the gifts that God's given us, spiritual gifts, material gifts. So we've been thinking about all this, and in India, um, our friends are have to kind of be down under with some of their beliefs. Hershey and Joycey. Yeah. 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 So oh. we want to ask you, if you were arrested and put on trial for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Would you be found guilty because you're passionate enough about Jesus? Mm. <laughs> Our question this morning, how relevant then is Revelation 3.16 in the midst of what we've been dealing with all week? What's the scripture got to do with us, with you, with me? In the middle of this pandemic called the coronavirus, the COVID-19. Well, think about this. How much time, how much attention, how much emotion, how much passion have you given to this current situation? You know, it's been the main topic of conversation, right? And rightly so. Come on. Our primary focus for the week, for sure. Super important that we all do our part to stop the spread. But what if we gave that same time and attention and emotion to Jesus Christ? 
In other words, what would happen if we got as focused on Jesus as we've gotten focused on this current crisis? And not just for a day or two. What if we made this our MO, our primary way of doing business, of doing life? What if? Let's take this a step further. The coronavirus is highly contagious, right? I mean, with all this self-isolation, with the distancing, the social distancing, the ban on groups, it was 50, and now, you know, we're keeping it below 10. We've got to stay six feet apart. Wait a minute. Okay. Okay, yeah. That's That's better. All this so that the virus won't spread. What if, what if, what if we made it our mission to be that contagious with Jesus? Christ is that virus within us that we really need to share. What if we made spreading the good news of Jesus, of being contagious Christians, our primary focus? What if we were as passionate about spreading Jesus as we are not spreading COVID-19? So then we got to ask, what's that look like? Well, hey, we're in church, so it starts with prayer. It always starts with prayer. Seeking Jesus and having an authentic relationship with him and how he wants us to live out each day. Here's the thing, we're going to launch a prayer-a-thon pretty soon. 15-minute time increment so our church can unify in prayer. Stay tuned for that so you can sign up. Next, try to focus on others. Who is it that you need to call, that you need to be concerned with, that you need to be Jesus with skin on for? Maybe there's a neighbor who lives alone and just needs a phone call, a friendly voice, someone who cares. As the weeks wear on, that's going to become more and more important, more important than ever. Make some calls to check in. Be bold, hot, not lukewarm, passionate, and even offer prayer. I I feel like right now we're all kind of focused on that, but how is this going to feel in two, three, four, eight weeks from now? We are really going to have to up our game on this. Mm. And what if we become, as Carrie said a few minutes ago, contagious Christians, spreading the love of Jesus Christ while we're working overtime to contain and control COVID-19? What if we stopped being lukewarm and turned up the heat for Jesus Christ? I like that. Turning up the heat for Jesus. Amen that. Let's continue with our Revelation uh, scripture, picking picking it up at verse 19. Jesus' revelation to John continues. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Mm. So let's face it. Jesus loves us just as we are. But he loves us too much to leave us there. Say it again. Jesus loves us just as we are, but too much to leave us there. So he's going to reprimand and discipline us. Ouch. He's going to corral and correct us. He's going to rein us in. 
Hey, he does this because he loves us and he wants the best for us. Kind of like a parent, a good parent, a godly parent. He wants us to repent, which means be uh, sorry, but not just sorry, but actually be sorry to the point of going in a new direction, to not keep doing the same old, same old, same old, and to go in a new direction with passion, not lukewarm. And then he gives those who don't know him, and actually all of us, no matter where we are in our relationship with Jesus, Mm -hmm. he gives us an opportunity to change. It was for the people of Laodicea that we read about, but it's for us here today. The Bible is as relevant today as it was when it was written. Jesus is here. He is standing at the door knocking. He's knocking at your door. And he keeps knocking and keeps knocking and doesn't stop. But Jesus will not force his way in. That's because he wants you to open the door. He wants you to open the door for an opportunity to have a new relationship, a renewed relationship, a vibrant, passionate relationship with him. He knocks and he knocks, giving each one of us the opportunity to know him better and to be in a relationship with Jesus that will last forever. So check it out. If you're feeling over the top anxious, open the door. Jesus is knocking. Open the door. Let Jesus in. If you're having trouble finding peace, open the door. Let Jesus in. If you are feeling lonely, hello, you know what to say. Open the door. Let Jesus in. Yeah. Uh, he's knocking. If, he's, if you're depressed, if you're afraid, Open the door. Let Jesus in. Again, he's knocking. He's knocking. He's knocking. He's at the door. He's ready to save you. He's ready to save me. He's ready to save each and every one of us. Open the door to a new life. A life of love, not hate. A life of faith, not fear. A life of giving not getting. It's the life that Jesus died to give you. That's what we're talking about through this Lenten season, preparing for that cross where Jesus gave his life for you and for me. And the thing is, Jesus does not want us on that fence any longer, lukewarm, not hot, not cold. He wants us all in in relationship with him, all in in relationship with him. Passionate, excited, contagious. We'd love to hear how you plan to live this out this week. We hope that this message really is relevant so that you could take an action step or two. So if you're already thinking about that, you can go ahead and post it or email the church. Send us an email at connect at connectioncc.org. Let us know. Let us know how this lands with you. It it would be fun to even share some of your ideas, how you're going to live out being a contagious Christian at one of our noontime gigs. We're still trying to figure out the name for that. We're not going to share your 
name, we'll keep it anonymous, but it's a way to encourage one another. So we cannot wait to hear from you. Mm. And so as we bring this to a close this morning, we're going to pray. And um, we encourage you, wherever you are, pray. If you're sitting in a chair, that's okay. You know, but, you know, it's okay to fall on your knees wherever you are. It's okay to open your arms and say, Jesus, here I am. Come, come into my life. Open up to the possibility. Please stick with us as we sing our last song together. Don't be lukewarm. Sing it right there where you are. You know, right where you are, join us because he lives. That's the song, because he lives. Because he lives, you know, we can face tomorrow. Because he lives, every fear is gone. <laughs> we know he holds our lives, our futures in his hands now and forever. That's the good news of Jesus Christ. Let's, let's believe, believe it. it. Let's, let's live, it. live it. And let's pray. Let's pray. Most holy God, I thank you for this time together. I thank you for the electronics that allow us to do this. I, I pray for each and every one who's watching us out there this morning, uh, wherever they are in their, in their walk with you. The, those who are walking closely with you, Lord, who accepted you, Jesus. As, and we just say, keep accepting. Take a, a, every day starts anew. Invite Jesus once again into your life with all the passion we've talked about today. And if, I pray, Lord, that, that each one listening, if they don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, that today would be the day. If you don't know, Lord, or if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we pray that you would take this time to open your arms, open your soul, open the possibility, saying, Jesus, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Please come into my life, Lord. Please join me. Because you live, I can see tomorrow, Lord, but I know I need to invite you into my life. I hear you knocking, Lord. I hear you knocking. I hear you knocking. I'm going to open the door. Open the door and allow Jesus in. Invite him into your life. Invite him into relationship. Invite him so that he, you can give your life to him. The old is gone. The new has come. New life in Jesus Christ. We pray these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And all Connection Church and everyone else who's listening out there this morning said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.